To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you for supporting the show. We could not do any of this without you. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pre-order Health Communism or request it at your local library, and follow us at deathpanel underscore. So today, it's just the three of us, and we are going to talk about herd immunity. But before we get into that, I want to first quickly check in on the state of the pandemic and lay out the context for where we are right now. So in the United States, now more than 94% of the population lives in an area that has substantial or high transmission levels. Even the pastel community level map that is designed to make the pandemic look more mild is starting to turn red in places like Puerto Rico, the Northeast, the Midwest, Hawaii. And I do want to stress that this wave is not regionally confined. It is all over the map. If you look at the transmission level map, the old map that is still up uh, shows that it is clear that cases are all across the United States right now. And Wastewater data, which doesn't rely on testing and reporting, is also increasing. So that kind of confirms the fact that we are in the middle of a invisible wave, as we covered on our main feed episode last week. And hospitalizations are increasing. This is the fourth week in a row. So this is happening nationally. And last week, nearly 2,000 people died. So this is sort of where we're at right now. And we also just got March breakthrough data. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to add to that. We now have kind of a brief update, at least on the breakthrough death situation. Um, So previously on the show, we've highlighted that according to CDC data in January and February of this year, around 40% of COVID deaths were in people who were fully vaccinated. Um, That includes in February, 15% of US COVID deaths were in people who were boosted. And a few days ago on May 20th, the CDC updated this data set to include data from March, which showed that once again, in March 2022, this year, 40% or be more precise, 40.6%. Um, thank you, Justin Feldman, for helping me do the math on this. <laughs> um, of the Because CDC data sets are interminable, I will say they, they are horrible to look at. So 40.6% <laughs> of U.S. COVID deaths in March were in fully vaccinated people. The breakdown of that is even more alarming. Um, so that 40% figure comprises... of COVID deaths in people fully vaccinated, meaning they've gotten their primary series of the vaccine, say Pfizer, uh, say for like the Pfizer vaccine, they've gotten the first two shots and a full 18% were boosted. So this is like big. Again, we've said this before. This is, I think, big trouble. Um, Also, just to state, this data set comprises 66% of the U.S. of the population in the U.S., um, which we've covered on the show before. So if it's nationally representative, that means that in March alone, 10,000 people who were fully vaccinated died. Like there were 10,000 breakthrough deaths, 10,466 to be precise in the U.S. That's of the 25,000 total deaths in March, as according to the CDC. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, Um, As we'll probably talk about today as we get into our conversation about herd immunity, you know, this is something we need to do something about. Um, It's pretty clear that we can't just like throw Paxlovid at the problem or just like or just rely only on vaccination that we need strongly recommend NPIs and social supports. (laughs) Yeah. If we're going to do anything, hope to do anything, but just prolong this. Right. Absolutely. Because right now what you have is you have the situation of cases increasing and messaging being very 
sort of wishy-washy and all still oriented around do what you as an individual want to do to keep yourself safe and without the sort of ability for people to actually understand um, and get a quick picture of where we're at and without the actual strategy of trying to communicate to people, no, we're in the middle of a wave right now. Um, this is not going to work out nicely. So I think it's actually a really good moment for us to stop and talk about herd immunity because really like the conversation about herd immunity is a conversation about sort of where the future of the pandemic is going and where we can sort of expect our policy horizons to land in the coming yeah. months. Yeah. And I, and I do think that it's like herd immunity has been, so the conversation that we're going to have, uh, I, hopefully will, I think illustrate like what herd immunity is and isn't again, which, which <laughs> might feel like a reminder, but it is worth doing. I think because like a lot of other concepts in the pandemic there's the sort of actual research and definition of this thing and then there's all of the different sort of functionality yeah. that it has just <laughs> as a rhetorical device it like slips across you know the surly bonds of uh journal pages into <laughs> into political discourse and it's and it just becomes something completely different but it is i like b that you use the word horizon because i think for a variety of reasons uh outside of what herd immunity is, is an actual sort of scientific concept. It is one among a variety of sort of policy horizons or objectives um, that have been sort of bandied about since the beginning of the, the pandemic. And, you know, I think the question is, okay, now what? To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash death panel pod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.